hey queen, how's it going? Welcome back to the Note to Self podcast. You're in for a right treat today, I'm not gonna lie, hun, because I have a super fabulous conversation to share with you from my first ever guest. I know, right? I feel like it needs like fireworks in the distance and like a drum roll and an applause and I don't know, explosions going off everywhere to celebrate, but we ain't got any of that, do you know what I mean? We've literally just got me and my little microphone. So the good news for you, though, is that as this is a special occasion, I even took my Invisalign out to record this <laughs> intro. So you're welcome for that. Um, I did really quickly, before I jump into this episode, want to thank you so, so much because we reached number one on the Apple podcast fitness charts. How insane is that? We're literally two episodes in. I can't cope. You guys are amazing. So thank you to every single person who shared and liked and reviewed and everything, you know, just giving me some sort of support. Honestly, I cannot thank you enough. Like it makes my heart so happy. So thank you so much for loving this podcast as much as I am loving creating it. And without further ado, grab that cup or three. I'll let Jamie introduce herself and let's dig in. Okay, Jamie, introduce yourself. Who are you? Hello. So my name is Jamie. I am 24, I think. Um, You forget your age. I know, I feel really old. Uh, I think I'm 24. Um, And I am an online coach, just like Joe. I have a two-year-old son called Bear. um, And my life is basically just working and and being a mum I work with um predominantly sort of ladies looking to change their their sort of their everything basically not just their body but their mindset so very much like Joe in the sense of I really focus on my clients sort of mental health and allowing them to become the best version of themselves as opposed to kind of like uh, quick transformation kind of coaches that you see out there so I'm definitely like a lifestyle coach is how I'd best describe my my kind of coaching yes and I love that as well because I think do you know what a lot of coaches do you know what a lot of coaches are kind of getting more in towards that sort of mental health side of things but it's Mm. so overlooked a lot of the time and like I, I mean, I talk about it all the time with my girls that like you can't, you're never going to really change your body until you change your mindset. And I think if as coaches, it's, it is our responsibility to help people get to that point where they feel empowered to then make those decisions that are going to be beneficial to their goals and, and things like that. And like, what's what do you think is kind of the biggest struggle for your clients when it comes to changing that mindset side of things? Oh, so many things come to mind I think like I am really big on like education so I feel like one of the biggest barriers towards changing your mindset is actually incorrect like ideologies around things like food around things like training um so for example a a massive kind of like mindset issue that a lot of people have is oh if I've had one piece of chocolate I might as well have the whole bar because I fucked my progress so that kind of comes into the all or nothing mentality but I think the all or nothing mentality kind of originates from not actually understanding that it is physically impossible for you to lose all your progress having one bit of chocolate or even a whole bar of chocolate. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I think education is the most important thing when working with a client because ultimately anyone can write a program and if you stick to it, and if your goal is fat loss, if you're in your deficit, you're progressively overloading, you're gonna see progress, but it takes a lot more to actually learn what you're doing. and. I always say to my clients as well, I want to get you to a point where you know what you're doing and don't need me anymore. Because what else is the fucking point? Like, are you going to be working with me? Like, say you sign up with me when you're 21, if you're 35. So we work for each other for however many years and you still don't understand what anything you're doing is then I'm not doing my job right yeah like you're a crap coach if they need to stay with you that long yeah companies do you know that's what a lot of these like slimming clubs and big kind of group uh like fat loss programs and like those kind of big names on social media I think a lot of people purposefully 
don't educate you properly and don't yeah. give you the tools that you need because they mm -hmm. then you rely on them you know swimming yeah. clubs want you back every time you regain the weight that you lost so that they keep your money you know so that you yeah. can claim them and I think that's why like for us as online coaches like it is it's really sad when people leave you but it's also mm. like yay do you know what I mean you yeah. feel like a proud mum sending your like son off to uni do you know what I mean yeah absolutely. It's, like, it's like that sort of thing where you just kind of go actually do you know what like I've done my job like that's my job done yeah. now like yeah 100% yeah and I think there's nothing wrong with like coming back to coaching if you have a specific goal do you know what I mean like even as a coach there have been times where like I have had coaching and right now I'm like going through a bit of a dieting phase and my best friend is a coach and she like I'm not like paying her or anything like I'm not officially she's not like officially my coach but it's nice to have someone that I send my check-ins to and we discuss together. So yeah. I think once you learn the fundamentals, if you can get to a place where you don't, you understand that one bit of chocolate is not going to ruin all your progress and that moving your training from a Wednesday to a Tuesday doesn't mean you failed, you then, it's still nice to have someone say, right, this is how many calories you should be having. This is your training. Because it just takes the stress away. Like me, oh after God. a whole day of like programming, I'm, and this is what I found is I didn't have the accountability to sort myself out because I was so fucking knackered sorting everyone else out. I was like, I don't care about Jamie. Whereas if I was paying for a coach or I had someone to be accountable to, I would, and I am, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think there's definitely benefits of coming back to coaching, but yeah, ultimately you want to get to a point where you understand what's going on. Um, and quickly, I was meant to say this to you, I completely forgot, I felt really bad, but obviously you have your history with, with Slimming World and so do I, we hate, we hate Slimming Club. Slimming Club, mate, can't be asked Club. Yeah, don't, don't sue us Slimming World, I mean Slimming Clubs. Um, <laughs> But I was walking my dog the other day and there's like a little community center like where I live and this lady came out and she put like a Slimming World sign up like because they were having their meetings there and she smiled at me and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad because I was like, but I just, I just didn't smile at her, and I was like, oh, I really should like go and apologize. But I've heard so many ads at the moment for Slimming World on the radio. Have you? Hey, it's because they're losing money because yeah. everyone's like clocking onto the fact that actually it sucks and it's creating a lot of unhealthy behaviors, and mm. people are really getting like messed up from it, and yeah. people are realizing it now. And it, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago they got um, we're gonna be here for hours if we start getting onto this subject so maybe oh, we'll this for another podcast but um a couple of weeks ago they put up an article about calorie counting and how oh. it's damaging your relationship with food how it's oh. encouraging like um eating disordered behaviors and stuff like that and I'm like oh yeah all right hun like pot kettle do you know what I mean yeah it's okay. so annoying it's like right so being educated about what a calorie is 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 bad but thinking a mashed banana is different to an actual banana yeah. is fine do you know what I mean it's just double standards mate it's absolute rubbish it actually like it boils my blood so much at this point that I like mm. can't even talk about it anymore I just no. I've just like I'm so if you haven't seen my video on it go and check it out those of you listening um because you plug it <laughs> yeah I mean it just well it explains everything and it's like yeah absolutely. I can't even be bothered to like redo it or anything anymore I'm just like look just go and watch it and yeah that's my take but yes what we were going to talk about today and what I really wanted to kind of I guess pick your brains about really because it's it's a very very common reason to fail at fat loss really and and just in terms of personal growth but I wanted to chat to you about self-sabotage um it's something we deal with a lot with our clients and there's a load of different reasons why we might self-sabotage, but I kind of wanted to unpick it with you today. So do you kind of find that self-sabotage is a, is a really big barrier for a lot of your clients? Yeah, absolutely. And self-sabotage can come in like so many different kind of forms. Um, and I feel like self-sabotage, I don't like... I don't know like the specific defi definition, but it's when you sabotage yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. where you do something or you think a certain way that 
I guess is going to take you away from like your long-term happiness um and I see it like I say in so many different different ways with my clients whether that's um overeating because you didn't train that day or um a massive one I'd say this is probably the biggest form of self-sabotage is actually leaving coaching um because coaching and the way we coach is is a long a a long-term thing necessarily depending on the client do you know what I mean if you've got someone who comes to you like a lot of my clients come to me with real issues with food issues with training issues with themselves so it takes time to unpick all the bullshit that you have potentially learned from years years I'm 24 and I remember being interested in dieting early on like I would weigh myself like and I didn't necessarily know what I was doing but all I knew was I would weigh myself when I'd go to my grandparents and my nan would eat like Weight Watchers meals and I was interested in dieting from a very early age so what do you think that was what what age do you think you were when that when you first became aware of your weight and your body and you know your uncomfortableness Mm. that's the word in yourself I think probably when I went to secondary school because like and I don't think I've actually done a podcast about this specifically or maybe I have but I have alopecia so my hair Mm -hmm. I have um if anyone who doesn't know what alopecia is it's like it's it's like a a condition where basically your body attacks its hair follicles um and it can happen all over your body I always say I wish I had it on my vagina I was gonna say imagine (laughs) Imagine if you had an alopecia on your vagina that would be like that would have saved me two grand getting it lasered off (laughs) absolutely um unfortunately mine is on my head um but I literally got that like after my 10th birthday um so really young and I was literally bald from like the ears down and then I went to secondary school and obviously when you go to secondary school that's when you kind of hit puberty I mean you come you become interested in like the opposite sex or the same sex if you're lesbian or gay or whatever or I don't even know what kind of sexualities they are anymore it's too confusing we'll save that for another podcast um but you know what I mean like you start and you're getting to know yourself and when you're in secondary school it's really important to fit in and I think of it as because I was really insecure about my hair I felt the need to compensate with like other things so I think because I had bull patches on my head I thought right well if I've got a banging body no one's going to give a shit about my hair Um, and I enclosed it as well like I didn't people didn't know I had alopecia I would hide it with like head scarves and shit like that Um, so that's why I think I actually looked to change my body because of my alopecia and as well I think that's important because a lot of the time there are deeper reasons as to why you actually want to change like your body or you could be you you could have like um got divorced maybe your husband cheated on you and you've been actively trying to lose weight for a few years and you think it's just because you want to lose weight but actually it's because you're insecure because you you your husband left you for someone else do you know what I mean so a lot of the time it's a lot deeper than what we think and it's so like it all seems and it's the same with self-sabotage it all seems to stem down to self-worth and not feeling good enough and not feeling like you deserve you know x y and z and I think especially when it comes to like you know changing your body because of something else like you said that you you know wanted to have a banging body because you felt like you were lacking in another area Mm. then it is one of those things where it's oh well at least that's something that I can control something that I can improve on something that I can be in charge of that I think will make me feel better but that's not always the case and that's why it's so important to work on your mindset and your mental Mm. headspace because it, it gets you to a point where you can say actually I'm brilliant and fantastic and fabulous and amazing just Mm. as I am regardless of whether I have hair or no hair or whether I have hair on my vagina or no hair on my vagina whether I like have a six pack or whether I have a little bit more body fat you know it's about Mm. finding your happiness in yourself regardless of the external things 
but it's very, very difficult to reach that point. So I, you know, I understand and I do it too, you know, I understand why people do kind of have that, find that control in mm. changing their body to mask a different, mm. I guess, feeling, emotion or, or problem, insecurity, shall we say, that they're yeah. facing. Um, so yeah, that's so interesting. And I think it's, especially as you've been doing this for so long, you know, you've had that sort of wanting to change your body for so long since you were younger. How mm. have you kind of flipped that to be more like, cause you're so like, no, I want to focus on what I can do and how great I can feel. Mm. How did you flip that for yourself? I think so like one big, big time in my life where I really like sort of changed my approach to things. So and I think this is why I'm so passionate about changing your mindset and doing the the mindset work because before that I was like so toxic. I was um, I struggled with binge eating. I literally couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I would cry like I would look at myself or see a picture and I would just cry like I hated myself so much and I just was so desperate to change that I was fucking up my body so I was really restricting really overtraining. I would train like seven days a week I would at certain points uh when I wasn't working I would like go in the morning do fasted cardio come home eat watch come dine with me I was acting like a bodybuilder even though I was a 17 year old girl um and then I'd go in the evening and do a two-hour weight session and I was so desperate to change and I don't know if you ever went through this phase but I was like I really want to look a certain way I should compete and that will solve all my problems <laughs> like I went through that phase of being like oh my god if I compete I will have the body of my dreams I'll grow on Instagram and I'll be amazing yeah. and I was like right I'm gonna compete so I actually got a blood test done because I was like right if I'm gonna compete I just want to check everything is like going my way because I was like I was so desperate that I was like, I was, con I was considering going on like steroids to like lose body fat. So I was looking at like, um, I won't name them because I don't want people to look, but I was looking at like steroids that would specifically help with like fat loss. Um, and when I went to the doctors, had my blood test and they called me um, and they were like, yeah, so your testosterone is really high. Um, so you've got PCOS. And I was like, right, what's this? Uh, and they were like, oh, so basically uh when you ovulate once a month when you get your period you might have not ovulated so it might mean that getting pregnant will be more challenging for you and that's literally all I was told and I was like are you fucking joking I was 17 18 and I was like oh my god I was like right I need to sort this out because I really want to be a mum I've always wanted to be a mummy I love children I was like right I need to sort this out because this is not only affecting me now it's affecting my future and the possibility of me having having babies so I went the complete opposite way. I decided that I needed to bulk. I was like, right, I just need to gain muscle. I was like, I need to switch my mindset. I need to focus on gaining muscle, getting stronger um, and, and working on loving myself. And I've spoke about this book a lot. It's called The Goddess Revolution by Mel Wells. And I yeah. highly recommend it. And that literally changed my life. That alongside obviously doing the work, doing the activity, she said, um, changing my mindset, eating more. Um, and I think it's important to, to mention that I still tracked calories. I was tracking calories, but I was eating more. Mm -hmm. And by being able to do that, I was able to literally erase. I, I got myself completely away from binge eating, completely away from thinking food was good or food was bad. I did that myself. And I think it's important to say that because I, a lot of the time, I think people think that they can't do it themselves and you can, I did it. Do you know what I mean? So I think for me, that's where I really just flipped and focused on what my body could do and my health and enjoying a social life. Like I wouldn't go out for meals out. I would take Tupperware, chicken and rice, wherever I would go. And I just wanted to live my fucking life. And that continued obviously throughout being pregnant and postpartum. I was not in a rush to lose weight postpartum. I just wanted to enjoy being a mum and training. And I'm two years postpartum. He'll be three in March. And I, my body has changed so much within those two years as well. There was lockdown. I gained weight because I wasn't training and delivery was life. 
and now I'm the leanest I've been do you know what I mean so it's your body will always go through phases and I think when you accept that and when you hold your worth more than just what you look like you're able to accept yourself at every size every shape and every phase in your life so yeah I went through quite a lot to get where I am now and it's one of those things as well where like it's you've made such a good point in the fact that there are just different phases in your life you know phases Mm. where you might want to live life a little bit more and be a little bit less I guess um focused on your body goals that bunny ears do you know what I mean yeah Um, And there are times when, you know, you want to kind of work on yourself a little bit more and feel great Mm -hmm. in your body. And you can have a really healthy balance of those two things where you will, you know, you will fluctuate, you know, some days you, some, sorry, weeks or months, you'll, you know, have a little bit more body fat than others and others, Mm. you you know, have a little bit less body fat and that's so natural and it's so just part of life. And I think this is where it's so easy to feel like you're, um, you know, falling off track or whatever people Mm. want to do nowadays because you think that you can't do that. You think you should look a certain way all the time or you should be, you know, working on, um, losing weight if that's your goal mm. all the time and you can have periods of your life where you don't do that you can have you know a winter where you you know keep your little coat on but yeah. do you know what I mean like keep your coat of fat on a little bit like that's yeah. okay and I think 100%. we get so hung up on the fact that oh no but I have to be focused on my goal all the time every single day and you just don't you know you don't you just don't need to at all no absolutely you, do you think that your you how do you kind of help coach other clients so not just yourself but how do you coach other clients through accepting that change and accepting that they can you know have some days where they're not all in 100% you know all mm-hmm. or nothing is something that we talk about all the time as coaches mm-hmm. because it is it shows up in so many areas of coaching and in your along your kind of journey but how do you help your clients come away from that all or nothing and stop that self-sabotage when they do get that like oh my god no but I haven't done all therefore I do nothing Mm. how do you go through that I think again the first is is education so making sure that they know that if they go out at the weekend it's if if they are so let's say that the goal is fat loss for example and they have a meal out at the weekend depending on obviously their goal depends on how we approach it but let's just say there's someone who they have no immediate goals they just want to lose a little bit of body fat gain a bit of muscle and just kind of get into this whole fitness sort of routine I guess um it it would depend on how we would approach the situation but I really like giving my clients the, the education so firstly if you have one meal out that is not going to make a flying fucking difference to your progress long term. Okay, so educating them, but also asking them how they feel and asking them how they want to approach it. So um, say if my client has got a busy mum, so I've got a client, um, she is very much um, very, and if she listens to this, she'll know who I'm talking about. So she is really committed to her progress. However, she has got quite a while to go do you know what I mean she's lost like a lot of weight and she still has like a bit more that she wants to lose and she always wants things quicker and I'm like it's not gonna happen that way it needs to take time la 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 and she has been away with work a lot these last couple months on like cruise ships and away she had a couple holidays and she was so worried about like gaining a bunch of weight because that's what's happened before and we sat down and I said right look at all your events for the next two months write them down in your calendar and we're going to look at what those events are like so the context of them so mm-hmm. her time away for work she's working she's very active which is good um the only thing she needs to really monitor is her food so we say right let's just focus on implementing mindful choices okay so you're gonna prioritize your protein your portion sizes la 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 that's it really be active and don't be a dickhead with your food she's then got a couple festivals and holidays and for like um the festival I'm like 
girl, you're going to drink, you're going to party, you're going to have a fucking awesome time. So that's your goal for that. Do you know what I mean? So I think just breaking down the context and asking them, asking them to actually think what's realistic. Do you want to go to a festival and not drink? No, otherwise, why would you be going to a festival? Do you know what I mean? So I think just, just making them understand the choices and options they have and how that will influence influence them short and long term do you know what I mean yeah why why do you think we self-sabotage I think it comes I think with fat loss and there's what is the word so there's um it was described to me in a really good way so we've got like um these like neuro pathways and like these things that we say to ourselves and let's just say you create a neuro a neuro like pathway in your brain of like you do a certain thing so this i see this a lot when people get down to a weight that they've they always get down to if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. i'll have it where clients are like oh i get down to 75 kilos and then I just can't lose any more weight and by saying that you are saying to your brain I'm not going to lose any more weight so subconsciously you start making choices that um that agree with your bias of you're not going to lose any more weight and there's a I can't remember like the actual bias yeah yeah confirmation bias is it um, and then there's another one, but I can't remember it's what it is. But like that limiting belief where you put a ceiling yeah. up for yourself because you don't, you know, you won't get past a certain point or you assume you won't yeah. get past a certain point. So you don't. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you say to yourself, I'm not going to lose any more weight, you will start slacking on your nutrition probably. You will probably say, oh, well, I'm not going to lose any more weight. So I'm, I'm going to slip with my tracking or I might skip a workout because you've said you've set out for yourself to fail um so limiting beliefs is a massive one for self-sabotage um yeah. because you just don't believe you can you can achieve more so you self-sabotage yourself to get that confirmation bias of I was right I, yeah. I'm not going to lose any more weight yeah we love being right and like yeah we love being right so much more than we love actually getting the right answer because yeah. it like it's so funny how like I would I'd and and it, it I think it comes a little bit from being scared to fail because like you're a bit scared of the unknown you know well what if what if I what if I try and work so hard and do all of this work and really put my all into what I'm about to do and then I fail anyway like mm. what if what if I was right all along and I think it's it, it does come a little bit from being scared to fail and from being kind of scared of of the unknown and potential failure that comes along with you know setting a goal for yourself yeah but we automatically go well no point in even trying because I'll probably fail anyway and then automatically you fail and I always say to my girls like you've you've when you say that to yourself you're not even giving yourself a chance You're, you're immediately confirming that you'll fail so you have now because you've said, oh, well, what if I fail? So I'm just not going to try. Or like mm. a lot of people say it with, um, you know, I have so far to go. I have too, too long a journey ahead of me. So I'm not even going to start because what's the point? And it's yeah. like, you are guaranteeing immediate failure at that point. You are literally mm. guaranteeing a 100% fail rate. Whereas mm. if you try, you've got at least 1%. Yeah. And if you try really hard. And if you really kind of, turn that around for yourself and instead of having those limited beliefs just kind of throw those in the bin for a second and give yourself a chance like take a bit Mm. of a chance on yourself you you can't fail because you're trying and and trying immediately kind of gives you some sort of success Mm. some sort of pass rate you know because you can't you can't mess up can you really no and even if even if you're just becoming happier do you know what I mean because again it's not just about the physical progress it's about how you feel so if you are someone who is actively trying to be happier it's really hard to fail at that if you're actually doing it do you know what I mean if you're if you're spending 
more time with people you enjoy being around as opposed to the people that you don't actually want to see but you feel obligated to see and I think another another thing with like self-sabotage and just your general kind of like happiness is boundaries like that's one thing I find with so many clients is they have zero boundaries for people they'll be like oh I have to go to this thing oh but I don't really want to it's like why the fuck you going then like if I don't want to do something I don't do it do I mean I don't even I don't even entertain the idea of doing something I don't want to do because my time's precious and why would I fill up my time with stuff that's not going to benefit me and that can be a lot of things when it comes to like your your health and fitness journey and just your journey through life like I think as well we're all just trying to navigate life um and again to get like really deep into things because I've been getting really deep in a lot of stuff recently and I I think it's highlighting a lot of stuff it's helping me become a better coach because I'm looking deeper into like all things um and I think we're just all trying to navigate life and we we have one life do you know what I mean this is your one life how do you want to spend it and I think there's a really good piece of advice um who's it Gary V Gary V has this if people ask him what's your one best piece of advice and he says you're gonna die and I think <laughs> yeah you are and that's I'm fucking terrified of death I'll be honest since I had my son I'm absolutely terrified of death yeah it really scares me I think I need to talk about that with my therapist because it really scares me but I just think, right, if this is it, then what do I want to do? Do you know what I mean? I want to be the best version of myself. I want to be the happiest version of myself. And what can I do to be happy? And I think people need to do more of what makes them happy and do less of what doesn't make them happy. And that may sound really simple, but common knowledge is we a common practice. We don't do that though. Like we nah. do not do that. And it's so funny because everyone says life is short. And I'm like, no, it isn't life is well long life is actually well long and that's why it's even more important than the life is short kind of narrative of like life is short do what you want to do but it's like no life is so freaking long you're here for ages mate or potentially you know all goes well here for ages so why would you want to spend your entire life which is so long doing things you don't want to do why would you Mm -hmm. want to like spend so much time in a body that you hate or or not learning to love yourself or not learning how to be happy and and Mm. being too scared to do the things you really really want to do because you're scared of failure or or because you're scared to succeed and that's another thing that's another um really common but maybe unthought about that's a word unthought about um kind of reason why we self-sabotage is because we're scared to succeed we're scared to do well we don't know what's gonna happen like what if I do you know people always say oh but what if I fail or like what if I don't do well or what if it doesn't um go the way I want it to yeah it does like then what even that in itself is a scary thought Mm. what have you got to moan about then yeah because we love a good moan yeah and that's the thing as well like people people do people worry about things getting too good it's like well then and that's I don't again and this is all true like I've learned this from like like psychologists or like neuroscientists but that's the thing like people might listen to that and be like no why would anyone be worried about not having stuff to moan about but it's true it's 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 true people do they want something to bitch and moan about because if they didn't then they'd fucking change do you know what I mean and you see this in people like and it's really hard like it's really hard when you see people moaning and they just don't do anything about it and it's like well ultimately you are in the driver's seat you are in control it's your responsibility to take action and no one else can do that for you and if you have issues that you need to move through that's your shit too that's your shit to sort out so I think ownership is so important um and that's one thing I really focus on with my clients is just taking ownership okay if you if you have a takeaway own it own it you had that takeaway perhaps you're not in a in a place yet where you can have the takeaway and feel guilt guilt free and you still aren't quite there where you could be like me or you and have a takeaway and wouldn't bat an eyelid and just enjoy the meal but 
get to that place where you can own it initially yeah because that's the first step really yeah and actively like making those decisions as well rather than just letting them happen and then Mm. I think that's why we feel guilty a lot of the time as well is that we weren't we didn't actively make the decision and it's that kind of um you know oh oh, whoops I had a takeaway and now I feel bad it's like no like you made the decision to have a takeaway own it like enjoy it you had it it was delicious it was the most fabulous takeaway you've ever had or maybe it wasn't so good either way you did it bless me life like stop wasting time thinking about it um I think you picked up you you made a really good point a minute ago and I can't remember what it was but we were talking when we were talking about the um you know being a little bit scared oh had not having nothing to moan about when Mm. you actually do get there and I think actually some of that again kind of comes from that that nature that like well when you do get there how long is it going to last? Is it going to be short-lived? Look, like, what if I get there and then it all comes crashing down? And I've had yeah. that constantly when it comes to my business. Like, these these things with self-sabotage come in in every everyday life, you know, everything yeah. you do. And I had this earlier in the year and I, I spoke about it with my therapist because I was like, I had a bit of an inner turmoil. It was at the start of the year, I'd lost a good, I'd lost maybe maybe half a stone but like I really lost quite a a good amount of body fat from January to April Mm. I went on a big cut and I lost a good amount of weight and I sat there and I had a little bit of like identity crisis and again self-sabotage and I'll come back to that but like I was at a point in my business where I was like right everyone so far at this point loves me for not being the six pack girl, not being the typical fit fluencer on Instagram, not being like the shredded six pack abs, massive booty. Oh my God, guys, let's do a morning hit workout. Like I wasn't known for that. I was known yeah. for being relatable. And I got to a point earlier in the year where I went, but like, what if I carry on getting in shape and feeling really good about myself? And mm. now I'm no longer relatable to my audience and the girls that look up to me and the girls that appreciate my honesty and rawness and, and I guess, authenticity when it comes to and not being like, oh my God, like in the six pack central. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, people love me for that. So people yeah. won't love me if I'm fit, slim and if I'm in really good shape. And I had such a big... Um, identity crisis and I hadn't even lost that much weight so I can only imagine and to be fair I had it when I was younger and I lost quite a lot of weight when I was dancing and I was always labeled you know the big one I I always felt like I was the big girl in the room and I had that identity crisis slightly when I lost that you know when I lost weight and wasn't that I was just the tall one now and like that shift of, of role that you play your identity can stop you sometimes from seeing mm. progress in, and making that change for yourself because you go, yeah, but what if, because we talk about this all the time and I hate this term, but like my girls will always come on to um, a consultation with me and say, I'm the fat one and I don't want to be. Yeah. And, and when you lose weight, you no longer have that role. You're no longer yeah. that person in, in your friendship group yeah. or work group or, you know, you, uh, things in your life shift so instead of it being like oh I'm now like the one that's a big drinker on a night out and I'm like Mm. last clown when I'm drunk it's like again even that for me I was always like the yeah but I have to be drunk to be fun and Mm. it's like you losing that identity slightly but understanding that that's okay you know it's okay to have a new identity or not even a new identity but just to change the way that you are sometimes and know that you are not going to be less loved or less yourself because you've lost weight or because you've changed in some way and I think that's where self-sabotage comes in and that's where it came in for me at the start of this year because I lost a little bit of weight and then I went but what if I do get a sick pack then I mean so so unachievable for me because I literally love cake too much and I would never but like what if I did get in really good shape then nobody would love me for what I was before and then Mm. what if I lose all of my business because people now can't relate to me and it's such a big thing that we focus on and then guess what happens we go oh well let's go back to what we were before because it's comfortable and I it's familiar you know you're uncomfortable with who you are but it's familiar to you. And we love yeah. a little bit of, of certain and familiar uncomfortability 
is that a word mm-hmm. no. that, <laughs> I actually don't think it is but no. it's a word now mate do you know what I mean we should yeah. have our own dictionary people love familiar uncomfortability yeah. than they love unfamiliar comfortability like who knows it's uncomfortable either way being mm. you know staying the same you're uncomfortable but it's certain and you know where yeah. you stand moving forward growing in whatever way shape or form whether that is losing weight and finding happiness whether that is I don't know like getting a new job and whatever like it's it's uncertain unfamiliar Mm. uncomfortability yeah we much prefer to be uncomfortably certain than uncomfortably uncertain does that make sense yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and the whole identity thing as well absolutely like when you identify yourself like and when you give yourself an identity you that person has a certain set of actions so like you say if you're the one who is the the and a lot of the time I think like bigger people are labeled as like big and bubbly and I find that with like friends I've had in the past where they've been like a bit bigger they're like the big bubbly loud mouth and they they think that if they if they are no longer big then they're not going to be the bubbly personality and it's like that's not that's not your identity but the identity you give yourself comes with a certain set of of rules or obligations if you will like if you are someone who says oh I've always been the bigger girl and a lot of the time and let's be honest you don't get to a size or a shape by just thoughts it's your actions as well do you know what I mean so if you are someone who has a big social life that possibly looks like a lot of alcohol at the weekend um couple takeaways with your girls in the week la 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 again you that becomes your identity but it doesn't have to be do you know what I mean and there are ways to navigate it do you know what I mean you can change and I think as well, like I really struggled with this when I got into fitness because I I lost so many friends because I was no longer able, and this is where I did it wrong. I was no no longer able to go out and drink and have fun yeah. because I was like, oh, it will affect my my progress. And it, again, I could have approached it differently and applied balance, which I didn't, and I actually lost a lot of a lot of friends and even now like I don't I don't have I have like two friends that I see physically I have a lot of friends online like Joe. um it's so hey, funny because hey. we're friends but we've never met <laughs> it's still never still never but we will one day will. I'm gonna come around to your house yeah come and uh, see the slaughterhouse I had just quickly kind of going off topic but I had a, a, the best reading because we spoke about this on my last podcast oh my I God, had yes reading I'm going to give you her details I kid you not she was she was spot on about everything um honestly spot on about everything we'll talk about this in a full episode because I I love stuff like this Mm. if you haven't listened to mine and Jamie's last podcast on Jamie's podcast it's called the unconventional coach podcast hell yeah oh yeah Um, and go and listen to that it is long but then again so one so what do we expect? yeah but I like this one I feel like this one's got a really good flow I think we're doing good because me we like to go off topic like yeah we, right. we are we are honed into that topic <laughs> left right and center anyway well we're not anymore so let's 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 get back on that train let's of thought dial back. <laughs> so you had a good reading talk to me about what that reading was and why why that train of thought came in I don't know I think because like I'm really like I've been on like a massive journey like this past year and I think it came from like the lockdown and and obviously the the lockdown for me in terms of like business was was great um but there was so I think I think just because I've had so much has has been changing um and she just gave me so much in terms of like seeing a real insight into like myself right now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah she was talking like about she spoke about low she was oh she spoke about bear and she was spot on with like bear as a person it was really like that was the only time I cried she's like started talking about bear and I was like like bubbling like Um, you don't it's not like you especially if you're saying that she you know got his personality spot on yeah you wouldn't even be because you can always debunk things and go oh yeah but like he's two years old do you know what I mean like you don't know someone's personality at two years old I mean because babies and toddlers can be so different do you know what I mean so but yeah honestly she was so spot on with everything and I think maybe I maybe I spoke about that because I think like this like sort of journey we're talking about and again as much as we like to dial in in one subject there is so much that comes into being like healthy and happy and sometimes that has to come outside of training I mean training doesn't fix everything and being on it with your nutrition doesn't fix everything do you know what I mean there is work you probably have to do and if you are if you are someone who is say like quite overweight and it impacts your health um maybe seeking like help from someone like we both we both go to therapy we we have therapists you know what I mean to talk about things mm-hmm. because it will give you a real insight into who you are um and I think I'm actually quite good at that now because if I have a feeling or I think something I'm like right well why do I feel like that or like yeah. I might see something on social media about someone um maybe they're on holiday and I'm like oh, you bitch and I'm like why am I like that it's because I want to be on holiday do you know what I mean yeah. so I actually I- spoke about that in a podcast episode that I haven't published and I don't think I ever will because yeah. it was a proper it was a bit of a rant but it was about the fact that like we're so quick to kind of call other people out and we're very mm. used to like looking at the negatives in other people and just being like kind of dickheads and I said, I was like, I, I basically called myself out because I was like, I'm, I used to be an actual bitch. Like I used to be horrible to other people. And it was just projecting my insecurities onto other people. And that's why I was so, you know, horrible. And why I was so like, you know, internally affected by somebody else. But I think, again, it's, it stems from not being good enough and not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy and like undeserving of like your own happiness but anyway sorry that's for another day crack on what were you saying no no 100% like and I think that comes from just learning about yourself and just being more self-aware and like and I'll even do it with my clients I'm like right well how does how does that make you feel Mm. or like you turn into I turn into like a therapist I'm like right but how does that make you feel and I'll say it with people like before I had a lady who I worked with for a little bit and like she was just not she was happy she was happy she wasn't she thought she wanted to change her body but she didn't do you know what I mean and she was she would check in she'd be like oh I haven't done this this week and I haven't done that but like and she she was like I feel disappointed and I was just like I don't feel you do I was like I think you feel like you should feel disappointed Mm -hmm. and you should feel like you're failing but I don't think you actually feel like you are and she was like holy shit you're right and I was like do you know what I mean I think it's important to just look a bit deeper into things and ultimately we 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 do what we want do you know what I mean and you might think oh no I am in I am the victim of my habits you're not you're not you are in control and once you say to yourself I am in control because it's that identity if you say oh I'm not in control you're going to take actions that Mm -hmm. give you that that confirmation bias of oh I'm not in control because if I was in control I wouldn't be having takeaway three times a week I wouldn't be skipping the gym you push the blame nobody else is pressing the order button on just seat mate it's me yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah absolutely and again there's nothing wrong with that if you're happy but if you're not happy exactly. you've got to change and I think that's it it's about finding your finding what you really really want out of your life and then doing the actions that align with that and sometimes your if your actions don't align with that 
it's figuring out why you know if you yeah. really so badly want to lose weight but you can't stop buying muffins hi note yourself then we need to figure out what's going on here you know we need to figure out whether you actually want to lose weight or whether you're again scared to fail self-sabotaging in some way and I think we can fall back on self-sabotage a lot to be honest and use it as a bit of an excuse and I think if you're again like even if you are self-sabotaging well find out why let's figure out why we're self-sabotaging and then fix it or then work on it rather than saying oh it's just me typical self-sabotage queen like and again it's that kind of setting yourself up well I know I always self-sabotage when I get to a certain weight or when I get to a certain point or after three weeks I always give up and it's like again Mm. you're actively sabotaging yourself because of that limiting belief that you're putting there you're setting that feeling and then you're you know and I, I I do think it all it always comes back to just not feeling good enough not feeling like you deserve it how do you work on that with your clients of getting them to believe in themselves a little bit more and work on that sort of, you know, no, actually I do deserve to feel happy. I do deserve to get everything I want out of life. And I deserve to spend my very long, hopefully life getting to that point where I don't have to worry about, you know, what I eat or what I weigh or what I look like and and just kind of getting to the end goal. What do you, how do you do that with your girls? I think the first thing that comes to mind is like focusing on the little wins. So like, I'm very much like, so when they check in, they get like their physical kind of check in, but then I always ask them things about like how they feel. Um, Psychological wins as well is massively important because ultimately that's what tells us that you are changing, not just your body. You can eat in a calorie deficit and lose a kilo. Cool, your body's changed. Have you changed? Are you in a better relationship with food? Are you feeling, are you enjoying your training more? Do you know what I mean? Are you feeling more energized? Are you sleeping better? Do you know what I mean? So I, I really focus on like the little wins. And do you know what I find crazy all the time I have this? So I work with a lot of ladies who struggle with like binge, binging, binge eating or, or overeating. Overeating. You've got to be yeah. careful with what you say now. Overeating um, episodes. Yeah, overeating episodes. So I have a lot of ladies that struggle with that. And it's amazing how many of them will not overeat for three months and they won't even think about it. And I'm like, right, you do realize that you have not had an overeating episode in three months. We've been coaching together. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, I didn't even realize. Like, I think we're we're so harsh on ourselves. So one thing I really focus on is for my clients it's just them being kinder to themselves yeah and looking at themselves as humans and not hamsters on a running on a running wheel if you're tired and you need a day like if a client messages me saying I'm not going to go to the gym today I'm really tired I'll say brilliant I'm so glad you have come to that decision I'm so glad you're giving yourself time to rest like little things like that just focusing on the little wins and focusing on their health over anything do you know what I mean their health what what good are you going to be if you go to the gym fucking knackered you're probably going to hurt yourself have the rest babe do you know what I mean so how do you kind of approach it with your clients a lot of the time I think that it it really comes down to that kind of just the uncertainty of the future do you know what I mean any any self-sabotaging kind of behavior always to me comes down from like right well you don't feel you a don't feel like you deserve it and you're also a little bit uncertain of what what the future is going to hold you know so you're much happier even though you're not happy and you know you're not happy but you're much more comfortable being uncomfortable in the place you're at now than you are moving forward so I encourage my girls a lot of the time to just dip their toe outside of their comfort zone. Because if you throw yourself outside, oh my God, it is so scary. And you're just going to run straight back into it. But if you can do it step by step, and if you can say, right, today I'm going to do something that makes me a little bit scared, like that Mm. makes me a bit more uncomfortable. You know, signing up to the gym, for example, is something that when my girls first start, they're like, yeah, I'm going to work out from home. No way am I going to the gym. There's no chance. Absolutely not. Gym gig's not for me. Like, no, thank you. Home workouts, please. I've got two 1kg dumbbells. And I'm like, brilliant. Let's start there. We'll see how we get on. Maybe in a couple of months, 
we'll give yeah. it a go. A couple of months go by and they're like, Joe, get me into that gym. Like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, right, join a gym. Let's go one a week, like one a week. Don't go, yeah. right, I'm going to go five times a week. If you've never stepped foot in a gym, it's, it's scary to think about even, even going into the car park. It's like, oh my God, emotional breakdown central. Mm. So it's about taking it one, one step at a time and one thing at a time and not creating that overwhelm for yourself. Um, and again, it's that kind of failure. I spoke about this in, I think the last episode that you will be listening to, but we'll see, it might be the episode before, but it was episode two. Um, and it was about feeling like you're failing at fat loss. And it's about taking it one step at a time and doing one thing at a time. Because if you try and run, jump, leap, fly outside of your comfort zone, you are just going to boomerang straight back into it because it's too scary. It's too much. It's too much yeah. for anybody to really deal with. Yeah. But, and, and growth in general, regardless of whether it's a fat loss or whatever, is uncomfortable and it's scary. And it's like one of these things where we're just like, we, we want to stay where we are because it's, it's, comforting for us but it yeah. forces you to move outside of your comfort zone and and just kind of let go of some of the previous like ways that you've been living I guess and what's got you to where you are right now mm-hmm. um but if you can do that step by step rather than like launching super far outside of it then it makes it so much easier so with my girls we definitely just break things down so they seem less scary you know we break down that mountain and create it just step by step and go right well you know you don't have to be at the top of the mountain right now mate because you ain't going to just run up there are you you know that's not going to happen so what can we do to just take us one step closer and that's it that's all you have to think about and it makes it seem a whole lot less scary. I'll tell you that much. And yeah, you know, that self-sabotage feeling comes so much from just being scared of something, whether that's failure, whether that is success, whether that is, you know, losing your identity. If you do it one step at a time, then you naturally evolve and you naturally change things over time. And it, it all of a sudden you wake up one day like your client did and go, hang on, I haven't overeaten for a whole like five months. What? And you mm. suddenly go, oh, brilliant brilliant news I bloody smashed that but Mm. you haven't really thought about it because you've just been taking it a day at a time um and I think that's it's really important to do that and and not overwhelm yourself with all the things you feel like oh my god like I can't do that there's no way I'd be able to get into the gym but it's like well actually if you can learn the exercises at home first or you can learn you know um to get comfortable doing some of the form on some of the exercises or you can start going out for walks in public you know little things like that it's about starting to take those steps for yourself and and it doesn't have to be in the gym it can be in any area of life you know even public speaking I've got a bloody um presentation in a couple of weeks that I'm terrified about because I haven't done one of those really properly and I'm doing like a, a live kind of webinar for someone and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. Even the podcast, this podcast with you before. Yeah, I, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. But yeah, what shall I say? Yeah. It's like, you don't know unless you try. Yeah. And like, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. You stay the same. Cool. At least you tried. You, you move yeah. one step forward instead of 20 steps forward. Great. That's one step closer than you were a couple of weeks ago. Like, yeah. It's all about just taking it one move, one move at a time and, and not trying to overwhelm yourself and add too much to your plate. But yeah, yeah. Mm. and not underestimating those little steps as well. Do you know what I mean? Because again, I find a lot of the time when people first start, it's like, right, I want to go to the gym five times a week. And I'm like, right, how many times should you go now? Two. Let's stick with that for now. We're going to go with two. And then if you do two week, uh, four weeks for two sessions, you're feeling good, let's go to three. Do you know what I mean? Don't try and climb a mountain before you can walk. Just just exactly like what Joe says, take it one step at a time. And even little things like I, I'm, I'm going to have to do a podcast with this client, but she had kind of had like a bit of a breakdown um, and she was doing really well. And she's had everything stripped away from her, basically like her health, physical, mental, and we are taking it one step at a time. She was training four times a week, hitting 11,000, 12,000 steps a day, doing all this, and she's not been doing any of that. And I think for a lot of people, when you've been at a point where you were doing really well and you get knocked back, it's really hard to pick yourself up because you think, right, I need to go straight back to doing what I was doing before. You're not going to be able to. We have set goals of going out for a daily walk, even if it's five minutes or and doing three 
bits of gratitude in the morning and I did a podcast to plug my podcast in again I did, a podcast it, <laughs> I did a podcast with one of my clients Laura and I've worked with her for four years now she was a PT client moved online um she had some health issues and she gained basically the weight back um that she'd lost because of her health she was struggling really bad with like fatigue um hormonal issues all of that sort of stuff and we prioritized her health and bless Laura she's the best person to talk about this with because she has like full she had full trust in me and we were just focusing on her health getting her energy levels up before we even thought about losing any body fat but losing the body fat was not the goal it was getting her healthier and focusing on getting her body and mind in a good place to then diet again okay and she took it all on the chin and I knew it and I was always open with her and I said I I, like I hope you like know that you will get back there do you know what I mean and I always said to her you're doing so well like you're taking this setback so well do you know what I mean and it's it's a great podcast to listen to if you're someone who's perhaps got results in the past and then something's happened and you've gone back to kind of square one and you're not sure where to start that would be a good one good one to listen to yeah definitely I think it is it is all about just taking that a moment at a time and not not trying to do too much too soon and and just not like setting yourself up for failure before you've even started as Mm -hmm. well um and then more than anything like making sure that you are letting your mindset do the work as well as your body you know yes great go to the gym lift heavy weights like eat well blah 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 blah, blah. but like mm-hmm. also if, if you do all of that and then you go and then your your mindset hasn't done the work too you're just gonna again boomerang straight back into where you were before so it, it is about making sure that you are working on your inner self as well as the outer self like they don't they can't they can't work separately do you know what I mean it's never going to work if you are just trying to work on your body and then oh yeah but I'll work on like my self-confidence later no like work on and in fact I would even suggest working on your mindset first if you can't do them both together work on that mindset first and then your body will follow suit anyway you know if you start being if you start acting like the person you want to be then guess what your body's going to catch up with that. If you start acting like the person that, you know, doesn't want to drink themselves into a ditch every weekend, guess what? Your body's going to appreciate that. Your body's going to start catching up with that. And so I, you know how you have a little uh, question that you give to your podcasters whenever Mm -hmm. you finish a podcast? I have one. But seeing my first guest... (gasps) And do you know what as well? Too bloody right you're my first guest because we've done, well, we've done about a million podcasts together except only one of them, I think. Or is it two that have gone live? Yeah. Two have gone live. So our first one was like two and a half hours. I know. Not not cute, mate. Well, I don't even know how long this one is, but we best wrap it up anyway because my my, um, podcast queens are only used to listening to about 25 minutes of me at the moment. Well, they're in for a surprise this episode. You're so welcome, honey buns. Um, So my question to you is if you could give one piece, just one piece of advice to every single girl on the planet, and it could be anything under the sun, but one piece of advice that you wish every single girl could hear, what would it be? My one piece of advice, and this is very relevant in my of life right now um is that you deserve to be happy like you you do deserve to be happy whoever you are as a person now whoever you've been in the past like you you deserve to be happy surround yourself with people that make you happy surround yourself with people that want the best for you um and set those boundaries as well. I think that's really important. Um, I guess that's kind of two pieces of advice. But that is what is really relevant in my life right now. Um, and yeah, I think you just deserve deserve to be happy. Girls, you all do. You're all great people. 
I love that. And I think, do you know what though? It is kind of one piece of advice because to be happy, you do have to set those boundaries sometimes. Mm. You know, you deserve to be putting your happiness first mm. and to put your happiness first, you have to set some boundaries. So 100%. I love that. Thank you so much for being here with me and Thank breaking you. my podcast guest virginity host guest thing. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to get more from you, Queen? They can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is coach underscore Jamie Parker, I think. I don't even know. This is where I'm so bad because I literally don't even know. I'm like, yeah, my name's like Coach Jamie Parker, I think. Um, It shows how much I pay attention to it. I really don't. Um, You can find me on there. It's mainly just like coaching my life. Um, but if you really kind of want to get a sense of me as like a coach, the best place to go to is my podcast, which is the unconventional, uh, unconventional coach podcast. And that is available on Apple, Spotify. And I've done a few on YouTube. I need to get back on YouTube, but I just I say that you're, you're some on YouTube as well, haven't you? But yes, I'll all of the links and any, any, everywhere that you can kind of find Jamie in the show notes anyway. Look at me. Show notes. Show notes. <laughs> It is always a pleasure chatting to Jamie. We tend to go on a lot of waffles and tangents and that sort of jazz. So I'm sure we will be chatting a little bit more together over the coming months on this podcast. But for now, don't forget to give this podcast a cheeky review to be entered into my giveaway to win a sassy treadmill or a Fitbit of choice. Entries close on Sunday the 13th. So get your review in quick and head over to my Instagram post for more details on how to get involved. For now, I'll let you crack on with your life. Go and have a fabulous week and I'll chat to you soon, Queen.